Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Birding Life Youth Podcast. The podcast aimed at the youth by the youth. I am your hostess, Gabby Sikora, and today I have, let's just say, someone who is really making waves in the industry. Adash Nagda is a 14-year-old wildlife photographer, nature lover, conservationist, as well as a presenter for Natio Africa and Disney's Team Sayari. Well, I just want to start off by saying a massive thank you to Adash for joining me. It's an absolute honour to be chatting to such a like-minded individual like yourself. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so grateful for you reaching out to me to join this podcast. Well, it's great to have you here and I'm really looking forward to having a chat with you. So, now let's get started. So, Adash, can you start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. I was born in London and I moved to Kenya when I was about seven years old. I would describe myself as extroverted and I love talking to people who have the same interests as me, just like you. And apart from photography, I love reading and bird watching. That's so nice. Um, so you're still young, as am I. But what ignited your passion for photography and all things nature related? So when I moved to Kenya at around seven years old, I visited Nairobi National Park when I was about 11 and I instantly fell in love with it. And the first animal that I saw was the lion. And you can imagine how excited I was at such a young age to see this amazing animal that I've only watched on TV before and seen in a zoo in captivity. And I instantly fell in love with Nairobi National Park. And from there, I started my YouTube channel. And then I got my first camera at around 12 years old. And I started visiting Nairobi National Park every weekend. And I got so close to it and so touched and connected with the nature and with the animals. And it's just 10 minutes away from my house. And Nairobi National Park hosts a lot of big cats and rhinos. And it means so much to me as it's now a part of my weekly routine. So I'm really grateful to have it. That sounds really awesome. And you're so so fortunate to live so close because one of my favorite places to visit is the Kruger National Park but unfortunately I live about six hours away from Kruger not only 10 minutes so you're you're very lucky to live so close yes I would love to visit Kruger one day it's on my bucket list Nairobi is on my bucket list so (laughs) so Adash living in Kenya sounds like an absolute dream I cannot begin to imagine what it would be like for me. I think I'd spend my life in the reserves. Um, But I believe you're not too far from a reserve, actually 10 minutes away, like you said. So how frequently do you get to visit a park? And relating to this, not only Nairobi National Park, um, do you primarily visit just your nearest reserve? Or do you sometimes switch it up a bit and explore somewhere new? So I always love a new location and a new adventure. And like I said, I visit Nairobi National Park every weekend. But when I get to go and visit different parts of Kenya, it's just so exciting. 
with new species of birds and new species of animals that have never been seen before, which are endemic to the areas of Kenya. So I love to visit all parts, such as Masai Mara, Savu National Park, Samburu National Park, and Olpajeta Conservancy are some of my favorites to visit during the holidays. Wow, all I can say is you are so, so privileged. The Masai Mara, that's like a massive dream of mine. (laughs) So you mentioned that you're a birder. And as many may know, I am not the greatest of birders. Um, I'm learning, but still have quite a way to go. So I'm guessing that birds would differ in Kenya to those that I would stand a chance to see in South Africa. What birds would be some of your favorites that you'd hope to show me if I were to make a trip up to Kenya? If you came to Kenya, I would love to show you all of the different species that I could possibly show you here. But my personal favorites would be the trogons, the bee eaters and the rollers. As you know, Kenya is known as the birders paradise and it hosts over 1000 species of birds. And if you're just going birding on maybe like a five night trip or a 10 night trip around Kenya, you can see a lot of species of birds and it would be really fun. That really sounds amazing. So can you tell me one of your most memorable experiences you've had at birding? Yes. So there was one time when I was on the search for a blue-billed teal in Nairobi National Park. Down here, I don't know about South Africa, but they're really rare over here. And I went to a dam where I know that they can be seen. And I tried the first time. And you know, blue-billed teals are really small. They're the smallest species of teal in Africa or in Kenya. And I looked and looked and I was unsuccessful. But then as soon as I was about to leave, I saw two tiny uh, teals and they look like ducks just coming out of the reeds. And I got so excited as that was a lifer for me. So that was a really great experience for me in Nairobi National Park. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm, um, I've also seen bluebell teals before. I'm not 100% sure whether they're that common in South Africa, but I have been fortunate enough to see them before. Wow. So you are a presenter for Disney's Team Sayari. So can you tell us a little bit more about this and what it all entails? Yes. So Team Sayari means planet in Swahili. And it's a show about a group of five young conservationists and presenters who work with Funzi, who is an AI computer, And we basically protect Africa, working from a fun base camp um, called the Sayari Base Camp. So we get in news reports and field reports from the field reporters all around Africa. And I believe there's three from South Africa as well. And they send us news of what's happening in their country, what conservation issues and what climate issues are happening in their country and what amazing sightings they've seen and they send it to Kenya and we try to solve these issues in a fun way aimed based at the youth and we try to solve these issues by getting clues and by the end of the show we would have solved the issue with the viewers at home watching us on the tv. 
Wow, that sounds so interesting. And now I have to ask you, this group of friends you're talking about, are you close with this group of friends or do you just come together to record? No, I am close with them and we love going on trips together. There was one time that we visited a wildlife vet lab in the south of Nairobi and that was really fun. We went, I went with three of my friends from the show and it's also really nice as the filming is not boring. I can have somebody to talk to. As you might know, the, lo- the hours are really long and sitting behind the camera can be really boring. So can be really boring when we're not filming. So when I have somebody else to talk to and to joke with, it makes the whole experience so much more fun. Oh, that's so sweet. And that visit you took to the um, vet sounds amazing because I actually want to become a wildlife vet myself. So I'll definitely have to come and visit you guys so I can join you next time. Wow, that's really interesting. A vet seems like a very interesting job. That's also one of the careers that I want to do. Do you want to become a domestic vet or a wildlife vet? wildlife vet because from a young age actually from four I've always wanted to become a wildlife vet I've never really thought of the domestic but yeah what do you want to be when you grow up um I'm not too sure but I'm sure it has to revolve around my um passion which is wildlife photography and presenting on wildlife but we'll see what happens in the future yeah well we've still got a long way to go because we're still quite we're still spring chickens if i can put it that way so we'll have to see what the future holds (laughs) so now how did this whole collaboration let's call it come about with natio so i was actually scrolling on instagram when i saw an advert requesting people to submit applications and videos to host the show and I was really excited when I got the call that I was shortlisted and I had to go through a screen testing process and I made the final list of five presenters and that was really fun. I was I was shocked. It was unbelievable. That's so sweet. Oh, I'm so glad you got the part. Thanks. It was actually out of 1,000 submissions, so I didn't even know if I could get in, but when I did, I was really excited. Wow, that's a massive achievement. Well done. Thank you. So I know you focus on issues related to what is happening in the conservation world, like you said previously, but what do you think is the biggest challenge the world faces when it comes to our planet? I think the biggest challenge the world faces on conservation is habitat loss. There is so much deforestation, urbanization, fishing, dredging rivers and agriculture that animals are losing their homes every day they're losing their homes and habitats and this leads to them eventually being killed as they're trying to find new habitats and they come into contact with humans and then there comes in the whole situation of human wildlife conflict where for example here in Nairobi lions are being speared by the year as they're just trying to to migrate through the wildlife corridors, but now they've been closed due to urbanization. Therefore, when the lions come into contact with the locals, they usually don't make it out alive. 
Yes, I must say, I was um, at a park over, well, last weekend, and it's so, so sad to actually see how, and that nature reserve particularly, is declining due to what us humans are doing. And, you know, when you see news reports about how deforestation is, like, contributing and this and this and this, but then when you actually see it for yourself with your own eyes, it's really an eye-opener to see the effects that us humans are actually having on the planet. Yes, it really is. So to make this, to bring a bit of a positive to this negative that we were talking about, what's next for you, Adash? Do you have anything exciting planned for the future? Yes, so I'm looking to sell my wildlife photos as prints and donate all the money to conservation. And I have a small exhibition coming up where I can do that. And I also just recently published an application on Play Store called My Natural Wild with my friend Veer, which is a location-based app that, and it's data, a data-collecting app which helps recognize the wildlife species that are in your backyard. So I made this app so we can document and record where the animals are located in our backyards and what we can do with the government to help restore and to fence off these areas from deforestation and urbanization. Wow, that sounds so, so incredible. You'll have to give me a few more details so so I can download it. It sounds amazing. And tell me a bit more about this exhibition you have coming up. What does that all entail? I'm with two of my friends and I want to showcase my wildlife photos to people and print them. So using our own money, we're going to print the photos and then donate all of the money that we make to this conservation called Lion Lights, which basically, like what I was talking about before, help deter lions from attacking the Maasai and local people's livestock. So Basically, the lion lights scare the lions away from attacking the livestock. That's amazing. Well, I just have to say, it seems like you've got your immediate future planned out. So you're quite a busy man, I must say. (laughs) Okay, so this question might be a little bit of a difficult one to answer. But what message do you hope to convey through your wildlife photography and presenting? I want people to feel excited or at peace when they view my photo. It depends on the photo, really. And when I present on TV, I really want to convey a message on we need to start more conversations on conservation. That is so sweet. And you're really true. We do. And especially us as the youth. We are the upcoming people. And if we don't make a change now, the world is not going to be the greatest place. Yes, we really are the future of this planet. Exactly, we are. So before we wrap things up, one last question from me. If you could give any advice to me personally as an avid nature lover, be it about photography or even simply leaving me with food for thought, what would it be? Um, I would say that being patient is one of the most important parts about photography and walking in nature you can get such great opportunities if you're patient you can just sit in one place like at a waterhole and just watch animals come by and you'll always see 
action and being patient is also great in bird watching where if you just sit at one place at a time it is really incredible to see how much how many species and how much diversity and variety of wildlife and bird life come to one location so i feel like being patient is the secret to good photographs and good sightings well needless to say i think we could chat for hours on end about all things nature related but unfortunately our time has come to end this um so adash it's been really really great chatting to you and i certainly look forward to seeing what you're up to and following along on your journey and i'm definitely going to keep an eye out on that exhibition you have coming up that's so so incredible i can't wrap my head around that and the app too i can't forget about that one so good luck for the future and let's do this again sometime Thank you so much once again for this opportunity and I would love to talk to you again. We'll definitely have to make a plan. Thanks for listening everyone and I look forward to recording my next podcast really soon. Until next time, this is Gabby Sakura for the Birding Rap Youth Podcast. Signing up.